Welcome to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about my journey of scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. So, so wonderful to have you here. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for making me a part of your regular rotation. May, in fact, have quite a few new people here tuning in over on Good Pods. I just got absolutely inundated with an an amazing amount of support from wonderful people over on good pods i cannot even begin to thank you all enough for the amazing support for my little food show my name is nick haskins i'm not a chef i'm just a guy who's sharing his culinary journey one dish at a time the mistakes the successes in talking about positivity and talking about where my life is and how I'm struggling, what I'm dealing with. You know, for over 40 years, and I was raised in the generation, and you may, if you're around my age, you may be able to kind of associate to this, but I was raised to bury my feelings, to not ever talk about my feelings, to bury everything way deep down. And I don't know about you guys, but I got to get it out. And so this show has been a way for me to kind of explore all of the different things that I have gone through and that I am going through. And hopefully maybe somewhere along the way, somebody out there that needs to hear what I have to say, hears it and it helps them. That's all I want to do is help people and try to make the world a better place. Speaking of making the world a better place, ladies and gentlemen, by the time you hear this, the sixth annual live stream for The Cure is less than three weeks away. The event is barreling toward us at an unbelievable rate. I can't believe, like, I am just plugging away so much trying to get work done ahead of the event. We're being joined by dozens of amazing creators from around the world, and it's going to be such an absolutely wonderful time. So please make sure that you mark your calendars and tune in starting May 19th at 9 a.m. Eastern time for amazing, amazing content as we try to raise $20,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. So stay tuned through this short little promo for the event. And then on the other side of that, I want to talk to you about something that happened recently. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. 
The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. There was a huge, and I mean an absolutely huge development for this show over on Twitter. All of a sudden, I saw myself getting tagged over and over again in this entire huge series of tweets because apparently my little show, this little show, had climbed to number one in the Good Pods food charts. And I have to say right off the bat, a huge, huge thank you to all of my new friends and all my old friends, everybody that's listening over on Good Pods. Thank you so much for all of your kindnesses, all of your support, reviewing the show, rating the show, rating each episode, boosting me up to number 11 in the entire overall ranking on Good Pods. I can't, I can't say enough how grateful I am. Unfortunately, there's always going to be those people out there that when you achieve even the slightest modicum of success, they want to come at you. And I'm here to say, you know, it's how to deal with negativity. That's really what I want to talk about today. And a huge thank you so much to all of the shows that that came to my defense. And, And, you know, I really think that all of this amazing wave of support was born out of that. You know, no matter what you do in life, there are going to be those negative circumstances. There are going to be those negative reactions to who you are, to what you are. Maybe somebody just doesn't like you. Maybe somebody doesn't like the way that you structure your content. I know that some people have told me, like, it's a food show. Why why do you talk about the food, like, in the last 20 minutes of the show, not the whole thing? It's because this show isn't just about food. This show is about my journey, my journey, my entire journey, not just in the kitchen, inside the kitchen and out. And yeah, I use quieter music and I talk about positivity and I talk about food. But as I've said a hundred times before, I'm not a chef. I know so little about food. So my response to this, rather than responding directly, because I don't feel like responding directly to negative criticism matters. My show is not going to be for everybody. Not everybody is going to like my show. But if there are any kinds of things you want to have feedback, you want to let me know what you think about my show, even if you don't have like a glowing, like I love you so much, 10 out of 5 stars kind of review for my show, everybody's perspective is different. And I welcome constructive feedback. I welcome constructive criticism because if you gave my show concept, the concept of my show to a thousand different people, They'd make it a thousand different ways. And that's the beauty of content creation. That's the beauty of everything in life out there around us is how much different we can make absolutely everything around us. If you're listening to my show, maybe you won't get the cooking stuff. You know, maybe you're somebody who either doesn't cook or maybe you're somebody who's a chef and maybe the cooking stuff you're not really going to get a lot out of because I'm very much somebody who's just kind of learning by doing one dish at a time, one week at a time. So maybe that part of the show is not going to be for you. But what I do hope more than anything, and the reason why this show has crafted into the thing that it is and the reason that this show has become the thing that it has become is because I want to help people. I want to make the world a better place. 
I just want to put good, positive energy out into the world. There is so much negativity out into the world and so many people. Just look for an excuse. Look for a reason to go out there and tear people down, even if they don't know them, even if they don't know what their struggle is about. And, you know, I could be really angry. I could be really, really angry that somebody tore me down without knowing anything about me. Without really taking the time. Like, maybe you don't vibe with the recipes, or maybe you don't vibe with the tranquil music that I play in the background, or anything and everything in between. Maybe, maybe that's not your speed. But what I do hope that people take away from this is the passion that I have for food and for making the world a better place. So I'm not angry. I'm not angry because... I've been to those kinds of places in my life where I've projected out negativity, anger, vitriol at people who maybe they're perfectly good people. Maybe they haven't done anything to deserve it, but I'm angry or upset about something else in my life and I just need something. I just need a spark to light that fuse. And maybe this was that. So I don't fault them. I don't fault them and I don't want people to review bomb them or do anything like that to them. Let them, you know, let them have their thing and let them do their thing. I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. What matters to me is helping people. What matters to me is still putting good, positive content out there for people and trying to make the world a better place. I espouse often on this show that I don't want to punch down at people and that I really feel like people need to not punch down at other people. Even if people punch down at you, don't take it as an opportunity to punch back. Because what, honest to God, what good comes of it? Like, really? So I want to read something that I wrote over on Twitter. This is my pinned thread on Twitter. Just kind of my response to this whole ordeal. I said, my show is not for everyone. I'm just one guy in his kitchen trying to make the world a better place. I've spent a lot of my life angry. I've been in dark places. I felt dark and dangerous things. A few years ago, I took ownership of my life and decided to try to make the world better by lifting others up, not by tearing them down. I decided I wanted to share my struggles and my journey in the hopes that maybe someone like me who needed that helping hand at that moment could reach out for it. I love food. I love sharing my journey with anyone who might want to listen. Very rarely have I seen in indie podcasting what I saw today. This community has always been about good people building each other up and trying to make them better. Come for me. I'm fine with it. My life has been hard. Other people have had it harder, I know. But in 41 years now, I have no interest in tearing down other people or the hard work that they do. I just want to make the world a better place. I'm going to keep trying to do just that. Thank you for your critiques. I take everyone's thoughts to heart, even if I disagree. Toxic positivity is asking people to ignore the negative in the world around them and pretend like bad things don't happen. 
I choose to learn from and embrace them. Good and bad, I have to live with my choices. So do all of us. I wish you all some peace and a good life. Happiness. For whatever reason, you know, and, and it's, it's gonna happen. No matter what. Someone out there is not going to like you. Someone out there is not going to like the things that you do. Someone is not going to like the things that you're about. But what's important, what matters, what truly matters is that you know what you're about. And the great thing about indie podcasting, the great thing about content creation in general is it's such a massive, it's a global platform. It's literally the size of the earth and beyond. There's room for all of us here. There's room for all of us to do this thing that we're passionate about, as long as we're not trying to hurt other people. And that's one of the biggest caveats that I always have. Anything I ever say about positivity, anything I ever say about people trying to build them up, like if you're not trying to hurt other people, that's the only caveat. When you're trying to hurt other people, when you're deliberately trying to attack, break down, punch down at other people just because of who they are, what they do, anything like that, I don't understand it. I don't get it. My life used to be absolutely surrounded by that. I had to live with that for years and years and years of just punching down at everyone and anything all the time. And I absolutely, absolutely detested it. And I have no, no interest in continuing to live around it. So I'm going to go about my business. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to make the content that I make. And I'm going to absolutely love what I do because I do love this so, so much. I'm sorry that you didn't get out of my show maybe what you had hoped. And if you're listening to this, you know, I hope that you're getting something out of this. If you're somebody especially who comes back week after week, I hope that you do get something great out of this. I really, really do. And I want to close just to kind of touch on something that was mentioned, toxic positivity. I've talked about this on the show before. Toxic positivity is trying to just pretend like bad things don't happen. Pretend there's not bad things out in the world. I know there's bad things out in the world. I embrace those bad things out in the world. I embrace the bad things that happen to me. I embrace the things that I have done that maybe aren't the best things. That's all we can do in life. I don't want people to ignore the bad things that have happened to them. I don't want people to ignore the bad things around them. I want to face them head on. The reason I put positivity out there is because maybe you're somebody who's drowning in negativity the way that I used to be. Maybe you just need somebody to hold out a hand, even if it's a virtual hand. Maybe you just need to hear that somebody else understands. So when I tell people things like, I believe in you, and you've got this, and you can do this, it's not about ignoring what's happened. It's not about ignoring the negative things that have happened in your life. It's not about ignoring the struggles that you faced the things that you've had to endure and overcome to get to where you are, to be who you are. It's about believing that even in spite of all that negativity, in spite of all that struggle, that there is still light. Even the darkest night will end and the sun will rise. 
anybody who listens to this show, and I really, really do mean this, but anybody that listens to my show, even if you're somebody who doesn't really enjoy the content that I do or maybe wishes that I would do it a different way or whatever, I'm here. And I'm always open to anybody's feedback about anything. But make no mistake, I love what I do. I love this show. I love, finally, after so many decades of my life of never, ever being able to really express who I was, that I've got that platform to do so and that I can be who I truly am. And that I can just try to make the world a better place and that I can maybe put something out there to tell people who maybe feel like they're alone, who are broken, who have nothing, who have no one. And maybe they're thinking about the things that I used to think about a few years ago. No, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a trained mental health professional, but I am someone who has been in a place where I didn't want to live anymore. And it was listening to people's voices who they didn't even know they were doing it. But listening to people's voices who lifted me up, who saved me, and they did it by offering positivity. Getting out and connecting to nature, letting the sun hit you. Closing your eyes and breathing the fresh air as it just wisps by you. Just being, believing, and breathing. It saved me. And maybe I'll never meet you. And maybe you'll never reach out to me and tell me that story. Maybe it'll make no difference at all. But if one person hears this in the dark, dark recesses where I used to be, in a place where they felt so trapped and they didn't want to live anymore, Maybe the sound of my voice telling them that there's a better life out there, that they just have to persevere, that they just have to keep fighting, they just have to believe in themselves. Then that's worth it to me. Thank you so much for being here and listening. If this show isn't your cup of tea, then I still wish you so well. Unsubscribe and say goodbye. It's okay. I understand that more than anybody. But I hope that if you do decide to stick with this show, that in your darkest moments, when you've had a bad day, maybe, just maybe, it's listening to the sound of my voice. It's listening to me tell you that no matter what happens in life, dark as it may become, you can do this. And that I believe in you. I'm going to roll over into a quick break and fade up the music here. And when I fade up the music, the midpoint of the show, all I hope that people do is just take a moment to breathe and relax. Just reset. When we come back, we're going to talk about Nashville hot chicken. I saw this on Beat Bobby Flay, had to know immediately what it was because I'd never heard of it, and then immediately knew I needed it to be in my life. It's fried chicken just brushed with a beautiful blend of spices and oil. Doesn't get better than that. We'll talk about the kind of ways that I derped it up a little bit 
right after this. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so, so much for hanging out and listening to Nikolai's Kitchen. If you love the show, if you enjoy what I do, then please, please help me out with a rating and a review wherever you're listening to this. I got to have a special shout out to all of the amazing people who have dropped me reviews, ratings, and everything over on Good Pods. I mean, just the outpouring of support for me over the past week has been absolutely incredible. I have a lot of imposter syndrome about it. Like I just never feel like I deserve any kind of adulation or, or any of that kind of thing. But I really very truly do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for all the kindnesses that you've shown. My little food show was number 11 on all of good pods, like their top 100 overall and number one in indie arts and food just unbelievable thank you so so much i'm just overflowing with gratitude i really i don't even know how i could ever try to repay it but thank you thank you so much we are going to talk about nashville hot chicken so when i approached nashville hot chicken during the week i had already made general so's which was featured on this show a few episodes back And I didn't want to do fried food again. So I said to myself, I did my recipe research. I built up my spice rub recipe. I chucked together all my marinade stuff. I bought a whole roasting chicken and broke it down. And I kind of put together all of these different elements that I thought were really going to make my version of Nashville hot chicken sing. But I decided that I wanted to air fry it because, again, I've already had like deep fried general sows, which turned out amazing. But I didn't want fried food again this week. But my air fryer, and I have a Ninja, I forget how many quarts it is, but I have a Ninja, and and it has two different little tray things you can put in it. One of them is like your normal deep frying tray. The other is much more like an oven grate where it's only got like the thin little bars to rest the food on where it's very, very open. And whenever you do chicken in that thing, you should use the latter. I unfortunately derped it up and used the former, and basically what happens in that case is every single bit of your coating sticks to the air fryer. All of it. So I did try to do half of my chicken in the air fryer, let it go for about 10 minutes, and then I was going to flip it over, and then I opened it up, and everything was nicely browned on the top. I had that nice, beautiful dredge in there and everything else. I had dunked it back in the buttermilk just to make sure that you know, because sometimes when you flower coat something and you put it in the air fryer, yeah, it doesn't do so well when it comes out. It still has flower bits on it and it's kind of dry and whatever. And yeah, flipping it over was an absolute nightmare. So I decided, okay, how do I save this meal? I still had a whole half of a chicken that had yet to go. This chicken was not even halfway cooked yet. So I decided to bust out the fryer oil. 
but I decided I wasn't because most recipes. So let me let me back that up a little bit there. Most recipes that I found for Nashville hot chicken do a shallow pan fry. Most of them do. But I didn't want to just cook chicken in oil for 20 minutes. Like I don't want to just soak, 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 soak it up in oil. I wanted to try to make it healthier, if even in the only slightest way possible. So I decided, okay, I wasn't going to shallow pan fry at a lower temperature. I was going to deep fry this at high temperature just for a few minutes, just to get a really good golden brown crust. And then I was going to finish it off in the oven. So I took the chicken out of the air fryer. I rebreaded it, dunked it back in the marinade, rebreaded it again to really try to get a, a, a coating on there. The skin was gone. The skin from the chicken was gone by this point. Uh, but something to kind of form some kind of coating on there to get a little bit of crunch back out of it. And the ones that had been air fried, they were okay. They were barely salvageable. But the fresh pieces that still hadn't even touched anything. Let me tell you, if you could hear food sing, if you could hear me sing after I eat food, I guess it's probably the more amazing thing. Oh my goodness. The, the crust on this from that dredge that I made. Absolutely unbelievable. I know like way earlier in season three, we're talking probably end of 2021. Probably uh, I wanted to feature fried chicken on the show and I never did. Because I really, really wanted to do more frying and really refine and perfect my frying technique before I tried to tell you guys how to fry chicken. Because there are millions of people out there who know way more about it than I ever will. I just want to do something that I feel is great and amazing. And I never, ever got around to it. But I have still been frying periodically. And I really... I'm. I'm proud of myself for how well the fry turned out, but I'm mad at myself for just not, I tend to do this all the time in the kitchen. And you guys have to let me know if you do this kind of thing as well, where you have an idea in your head and it doesn't matter how contradictory there is anything in your brain to kind of go against it. You steamroll ahead as hard and fast as possible. I don't know why I do that, but I do. It happens all the time, and I can't ever seem to stop it. I really wish I could, but it's just part of who I am. There were also some, like, so this is another recipe. Like, there's a lot, and I mean a lot of different schools of thought on what makes this recipe. I found a few different recipes where they built a base spice mixture, and this infused every level of the process. I also found some that basically marinated it in buttermilk and hot sauce, fried it, and then you brush the oil on afterward, and then there's you're not infusing any of the flavors in anywhere else. I much, much more about the former. I think building layers of flavor is much, much more important. So the spice rub that I came up with this, it's in the dredge, it's in the marinade, and it's in the hot oil mixture at the end when you brush it onto the chicken. Another caveat that I'm going to say here about the chicken, I don't know if you've ever made Nashville hot chicken or if you're familiar with it, but you're basically supposed to take a cup of the fryer oil. After you fried your chicken, you take a cup of that oil, you mix it with a whole bunch of other spices, and then you brush it over your chicken. So as soon as I did this, like the oil itself, it took some of the flavor from the spices, some of the spices from the hot oil mix, but it could have been better, I felt like. I felt like it just didn't capture enough of it. 
And the immediately what I thought of is like, why not take all these dry spices, chuck them in a skillet for just a few minutes and just toss them around, warm them, let the oils come out, let the brown sugar start to caramelize just a little bit. Let all that stuff happen. Then add the oil in, mix everything together really, really, really well, and then add it to your chicken. I really feel like that's going to transform it. I've got some drumsticks that I've got sitting in another batch of marinade for this. I'm going to make this again within the next couple of days. And I'm really, really excited to try this method instead because I really feel like that's going to be what takes this from, you know, like, I don't know, uh, a 7 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10. Hopefully, maybe even a 10 out of 10. I do feel that there's an air fried version of this that could work, but I unfortunately am not good at frying chicken in my air fryer. I have yet to really perfect that. So more on that maybe to come in a future season of Nikolai's Kitchen, unfortunately. But yeah, it just didn't turn out the best. And another thing that I also want to kind of uh, throw in here with a caveat as well is my hot oil mixture. It was a a very heavy between all the spices from the spice mix and then the other spices for the hot oil mix. There's a lot of granulated spices in there that don't dissolve into anything. They're just there. So you're coating the chicken with a lot of granular stuff. I really feel like if you do let those oils release over like a skillet, like warm them first, let those oils come out and then make sure you let it sit for a bit to let all those spices separate out of the oil and then just brush on just the oil, I really feel like that would be a great key here as well. Uh, it like, So the coating was still fantastic. Everything still tasted really, really, really great. But it had that kind of granular, there's a whole lot of dried spices on top of this texture to it. But it's my first time making it, and I don't know. You know, maybe that's just maybe that's just the thing that happens. Also, if you're out there listening to this, if you're from Nashville, maybe you check this episode out because you you saw the title of it or or whatever. If you're somebody who's made this before, if you're somebody who's eaten this a lot, explain the bread to me. Because <laughs> every recipe is like you have to serve it on a slice of white bread with pickles on top. Well, I don't eat pickles, so I didn't. I omitted the pickles, but I very at the very least did get a slice of white bread out. Well, I got honey wheat bread because I don't eat white bread. Uh, and I put it on top of the bread, but it gets so soggy. Like it turns into like legitimately like such a soggy sopping mess. Are you supposed to eat it? <laughs> like I don't know if you were supposed to eat it or not. I did because it was just soaked in like chicken juice and spices and beautiful, delicious amazingness. But I don't know. <laughs> supposed to eat like is it literally served on a piece of white bread because the white bread soaks up the grease and then you don't have to eat that or is it just like you're kind of doing it like very last as a flavor saver as like a catch-all like it's grabbing up all those extra flavors and then you're eating it that way i really like i have to wonder you know like i really have to wonder uh which it is and unfortunately i never found that answer in my research all of it was just like serve it on white bread okay <laughs> I really wanted to go all out and I really wanted to make like uh, some nice brioche bread for this. But I unfortunately just with live stream coming, I am so like just absolutely pinched for time. Like I just absolutely couldn't. But this full recipe breakdown is down in the show notes. Uh, you build the spice rub first, and then that infuses every single other level of this. If you don't want to break down a whole roasting chicken, I do it because honestly, it's cheaper. 
it's way way cheaper i remove the wings you know cut out the spine and everything like that and then you break the rest of it down into quarters so you've got your leg and drummy and then you've got your chicken breast and it was perfect the amount of marinade is perfect for like a nice size roasting chicken if you quarter it um, but I've also just literally just like 10 drumsticks sitting in marinade in the fridge now uh, just because I didn't buy another roasting chicken. I just had the drumsticks and I really want to have this again. I really want to see what this comes out like. And one thing I did learn about frying chicken when I was kind of doing my research about that way back in the day. But your dredge shouldn't just be flour. Cornstarch, I have found cornstarch and this is just from doing asian frying and all this other kind of stuff too but man it adds a little bit of extra crisp in there a lot a lot a lot of extra crisp so make sure you know i did uh, uh one and a half cups of flour and a half a cup of cornstarch i would stick to this ratio you don't want a ton of cornstarch in there but i would stick to this ratio because man it really 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 does lend to like an additional nice crunchiness to that exterior skin and all you need to do, like it depends on the size of your chicken. If you're not somebody who's really familiar with frying and then baking chicken, you know, probably get yourself a temperature probe or a thermometer so that way you can kind of test it. I just test it by touching it. Like I just know enough to press the chicken. Like chicken's very rubbery and you can feel like if you, if you, if you touch raw chicken, you can feel that, that like that rubberiness, like your finger just kind of is like it jiggles about and like it has that that uh that you know well rubberiness i don't know how else to describe it but then when chicken is done it's firmer it's a lot more solid and you can tell that when you're when you're touching chicken when you're trying to see if it's done you can really really tell if it's done by just doing that touch test once that rubberiness is gone you're good as i like always say whenever i make chicken make sure you let your chicken rest I let this rest while I was kind of making the hot oil mix and doing all that stuff and then brushing on the hot oil mix. So that way, you know, you're not immediately cracking into your chicken the second it comes out of the fryer. This one was such a great recipe, though. Like, I, I can't believe it, as much as I love chicken. And I mean, there are a million other chicken dishes I've never heard of, I'm sure. But as much as I absolutely love chicken to have never heard of this and like eating it, I'm just like it's it's the most blissful thing ever it's just these beautiful sweet smoky spices this beautiful amazing crunch just that rich succulent juicy chicken i mean this cannot be beat it absolutely can't i really i don't know why this isn't a thing more places but Make sure that you give this recipe a try. If you love fried chicken, if you love spicy food, and this, by the way, this was not spicy at all. Rebecca can't really handle spicy food all that much. She ate it, and she was like, there's a lingering heat that kind of hits your lips and kind of hangs out there for a bit, but it's not hot. Like, it's not too spicy or, like, overly spicy to the point where you can't eat it. So if you're concerned about it from that aspect, I promise you it's not going to be too crazy hot. That is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. Again, I have to just tell you how much I love and appreciate you so much for your support. Honestly, anytime anybody shows me any love or support, I really, I just, I just get overwhelmed with gratitude. I don't know how I could possibly ever show that gratitude enough, but I really, really do appreciate everything you do and all of your amazing support. Next week on the show, because it's already been recorded for over a month, 
angel food cake, homemade angel food cake. Can't wait to talk to you guys about it, the ins and outs of it. I've done it twice, both times with not the perfect results, but oh my goodness, homemade angel food cake is an entirely, and I mean an entirely level beyond what you can buy in the store. So if you've never done it yourself, make sure you tune in to next week's show and check it out. Make sure you check out twitch.tv slash Street for the cure, not just for the event that's coming up, but me and Dan have been streaming like crazy over there to try to build up awareness for the event. Please, if you're listening to this, come hang out, follow the channel, hang out with us. It helps raise awareness for what we're trying to do. And even if you can't donate, it really does help to just be a voice in the chat to share it out there to help us spread awareness i want to thank you so 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 much for listening and thank you so much for coming on this journey with me Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Well, thank you so much to Chris, M, and Sam. And a special shout out to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Kitchen.